Hi there friends, how you doing? It's Sunday and we give God all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration. Um, what can we say except to thank the Lord? Today is a bitter sweet day for me. Um, it's a day where, you know, I, I heard the news of a dear sister of mine passing yesterday. And, um, you know, it's not that... Um, I'm sad because she died. I'm sad because I'm not going to see her and talk to her again, at least until we meet in eternity. And um, interesting thing as well was that yesterday we we had um, an ordained ministers conference um, where I went to, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to see her. You know, she came to my mind. And I gave her a call in the morning that you know to ask her whether she was going to be at the um, at the um, conference, and the phone was just ringing and ringing. So I said, okay, you know, when I get there, I will look out for her. And um, after uh, when we were about to leave the program in the afternoon, my pastors and I we were now wondering that you know there was nobody from the church where she attends because normally at least one or a few people will attend the conference especially as well giving it was compulsory so uh, so we were just wondering where's everybody you know and we were also talking about her that you know she she also you know would have attended and just to get the news this morning that actually yesterday evening she died so at the time we were talking about her she was you know in hospital um, or at home um, I'm not sure where I haven't got the details I you know I'm just still you know I'm just I'm just still in the state of you know I just can't you know it's just it's just amazing you know this is how people just die you know and especially somebody you don't see all the time maybe once in a while you hear about each other you you know the the last time i spoke to her was um the song was sometimes last year and um i haven't spoken to her this year you know but you know it's it's you know you always just think about some people are there so if you need them you just pick up the phone you know um and you call them or you send a text and and then suddenly you just heard this you hear this news and I was reflecting also on her. One of the things I'm so grateful for as well, thankful for, she was a woman of God. I mean, I, there are a lot of Christians that I, in my life, that I meet regularly or, you know, we have one relationship or the other. But she's one of a few that I can say and I can say that she's a, you know, believer a disciple in in out totally she's an uh, she was an evangelist we we used to attend the same church and we were in sunday school um uh, we were both teaching sunday school you know every saturday when we meet to you know to um, prepare for sunday school she was there and you know and we will chat about you know and give our own experience about the topic you know we're meant to teach and and then sometimes we'll, we'll go out for evangelism uh, we um we also used to have evangelism as well on on saturdays and so it's um, usually 
after um, after um, evangelism, we'll have Sunday school. So she'll come, we'll go out for evangelism. You know, everything about her is just about Christ. You know, no matter what is about Christ, it's about following Christ. And when I was led to, you know, to start a fellowship for matured singles in the church, because there was a, there were, I felt there was a gap, you know, in church for matured singles. Um, and um, because she was a matured single, she was divorced. Um, and we, we, I spoke to her about it, shared the vision, and she bought into the vision. And together we prayed for a solid one month before we started it. We prayed together, you know, towards every week, towards that um, and fellowship. So it's, um, I just miss her. I, I, you know, just even though we didn't see every day, you know, um, but just knowing that she's not there, I can still hear her voice. You know, um, I, I just, you know, I, I just miss her. You know, I miss her, I miss her. Um, but I'm, I'm just grateful that she's with the Lord. And I'm also praying for her family. She left a son and a daughter. Uh, um, and so just pray that, you know, the Lord will keep them and will guide them as well. And so, um, which brings me to the topic for today. You know, when we have an encounter with Christ, it becomes a personal relationship. You know, and it doesn't matter, no matter what anybody says about Christ, no matter what we hear, no matter the sermon, you know, until there is that personal contact or connection, there is no transformation. You know, there has to be a personal contact, you know, for there to be a transformation. I know many times we go into, you know, when we hear someone, until something clicks, until we actually encounter Christ as being preached. And, you know, Christ touched so many lives when he was here on earth. And he's still touching millions of lives every day. You know, and each of us as a believer, we have our own unique encounter with Christ, our first encounter, you know, and even though our spiritual growth might involve other people as well, nevertheless, our relationship is one-to-one. That is why, you know, my sister that died yesterday, you know, she she had a, you know, personal relationship with Christ. She knew Christ. That, is, that was why for me, in my, you know, uh, friendship with her, now she inspired me was the fact that she was not moved. She was not moved by whatever is going on around that. She just focused on her relationship with Christ Jesus and that was what she follows. So in this series titled, It's a Personal Relationship, um, today is the second, um, second part of that. Last week, I started with the story of Peter. How Peter had, you know, that personal encounter with, with Christ that made him you know, put down his nets, the, the nets that, and, and the canoe that they you know, put down his fishing business and decided that he was following Christ. Nobody, even if, yes, we know that his brother went to call him and say, come and look, come and see the, the, uh, the Messiah we've been waiting for. And he went and saw, but he didn't actually, you know, put down everything to follow Christ until that encounter in the boat where he saw what Jesus Christ did 
and he said, you know, who am I? I'm a sinner, you know, and he left everything. So, you know, today we're going to be looking at some some examples of people who whose life was touched. Even though some, you know, we might not have the full picture because the Bible did not tell us, you know, um, gave us more context. Nevertheless, we can take out some things, even and relate that to our own lives. We all came with baggage, right? We all had, you know, uh, um, some problem or the other, or some need or the other. So today we're going to be looking at, you know, those that had um, unclean spirits, you know, or sometimes the Bible called them unclean demon or, or uh, spirits of uh, unclean spirits. And how you know they they Christ touched their lives, and, and we might take you know start imagining a, a, a few things as well. The first one I wanted to, I want to look at is the man who had a spirit or unclean spirit, and he was in the synagogue. You know he had an unclean spirit. The story can be find found in Luke chapter four verse thirty one to thirty seven. And, you know, one of the things I always think about was that this man was coming to the synagogue. We can just imagine, you know, somebody that goes to church every Sunday, yet, you know, he, he had a spirit of, you know, uh, un unclean demon or demonic spirit, yet he was in the synagogue, you know, and the Bible said that, you know, when Jesus Christ, you know, went into the synagogue, he was teaching. And people were amazed, you know, about his teaching. And this man who had the unclean spirit, the, the spirit inside him cried out, you know, and that's one of the things that we recognize that, you know, in all the stories that the demonic spirit recognized Christ Jesus. The demonic spirit recognized Christ Jesus and they acknowledge him as God. So, you know, for us as well, you know, that encounter, with Christ, there will be something that will be activated inside of us. When we have that encounter with Christ, you know, whatever it is, whatever, you know, sinful spirit or whatever spirit it is, we'll recognize the Lordship of Christ. And and so the from the story, you know, the, the, um, and Jesus Christ then rebuked the spirit and, and said, you know, be quiet, come out of him. And the Bible says that the demon, you know, um, threw the man down and he came out and he did not hurt him. And no, that and that's the only story we have about this man. But let's just imagine, you know, I don't know what um, an unclean spirit, you know, would look like, except to say, you know, when we were younger, you know, in Nigeria, you see some people mad, mad, you know, mad people, you know, they would have their ears, you know, they will be in tattered clothes, they will be, um, you know, walking, you know, um, with bells, with, you know, you know, they are mad, mad men or mad women, you know, they are not in their right mind. The person will not be in their right mind. So maybe this guy, because he was in the synagogue, maybe he was one of those people that, you know, the spirit comes out, you know, sometimes, sometimes it might look normal. It might look normal, so he would be dressed, sitting, you know, beside somebody in the synagogue. Meanwhile, there was an unclean spirit in him. So maybe sometimes the spirit comes out, you know, God knows how, 
the spirit would have manifested itself. Maybe, you know, you would sometimes, you know, get angry, get mad and, you know, you know, do a lot of things. Who knows? But what we were, what we knew was, we know was that there was this unclean spirit inside of him and the spirit recognized Christ. And so can you just imagine after that episode, how the man's life would be changed? Maybe it was somebody that was married that gets angry. You know, when they say, you know, I, you know people when they are angry, they will say, I'm mad. You know, God forbid. You know, maybe somebody that used to get mad and suddenly this spirit is no longer there. Can you just imagine the sort of person it would be from getting angry to now being peaceful? You know, I want to believe that that man's life was transformed by that encounter he was in the synagogue that day and he had an encounter with christ jesus and his life was changed another person that we can also look at is um, simon's mother-in-law in this story is in luke chapter 4 38 to 39 again you know this uh uh she was not possessed so i'll, I'll probably maybe leave that for for next week but let's look at the demon-possessed man in uh, Gerasim. And this story is in Luke 8, 26 to 39. We, this is a story, if you're a, a, a believer, we know this story very well. This was, you know, a man that was possessed by the demon. And he actually did not live in a house. They, they said that he live, lived in tombs. You know, he wore no clothes. You know, but he would, you know, he, he live in among the uh, in in the uh, uh, in the graveyard, and he had unclean. I mean, so many spirits, you know, unclean spirits inside of him. That you know, when even when he was held down, you know, to restrain him, he would, you know, he would, you know, uh, um, break free of the chain. So the, the demonic spirit was very, very, very you know, uh, I'm strong inside him. This man, nothing. Until the day he had an encounter with Christ Jesus. So this day, Jesus came from the other side to Gerasen. And the, you know, as he came out, this man and Christ Jesus, they, they met. And the, the, the Bible tells us that, you know, Jesus Christ then asked him, you know what is your name? The, the, the demon said, "We are legion," and Jesus Christ cast out rebuke and cast the demon out. The interesting thing for me is later on in this story, where you know after the man had been made well, he came into his right mind. You know the Bible talks about you know um, when people came to see what was happening, they actually found this man clothed in his right mind, seated at the feet of Jesus, you know, and people were amazed. So this encounter with Christ Jesus changed this man's life, you know, from somebody that was sleeping in, 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 in tombs out of his mind to somebody that was fully um, sane, sitting at the feet of Christ Jesus and listening to him. And I love, you know, what the you know story went on to say that when Christ was about to depart. This um, 
man wanted to follow Christ Jesus. You know, maybe you and I, we can relate with that. That first encounter with Christ, no matter whatever your story, you know, the passion and the zeal. Because now we've had this encounter, our lives has been touched. You know, we want to follow Christ. We want to, you know, be shouting on the top of the roof. You know, I can just imagine that madman. Maybe he was a rich man that lost everything. You know, when we don't know what happened to him that, you know, he was possessed by legions. But, you know, seeing his own transformation, he wanted to follow Christ. And Christ said, no. And in fact, he became an evangelist. I'm not really sure whether it was a woman by the, the Samaritan that was the first evangelist of this man, but it doesn't really matter. He became an evangelist because Jesus Christ told him to return to your house, tell the great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things God has, Jesus has done. Can, let's, let's just imagine that. You know, this man, this madman that everybody knows, a child, adults, they know. This man suddenly is wearing nice clothes. He's in his same, same mind. And he's talking about this man, this Christ Jesus that, that drove away all this legion that made him well. Can you just imagine, you know, the, the lives that will also be touched as a result of that man people that will want to know christ as a result of that man so for even for for me and you as well when christ touched us how did we proclaim about this you know how did we share this testimony this good news of you know how christ has touched our life you know it became a personal thing for a relation for this man you know i'm sure you know he would have been following christ you know, whenever he hears Christ is passing, he will go and greet, maybe even, you know, um, Austin, who knows? I mean, his life, you know, that personal encounter, it wasn't because of what anybody said, but that personal encounter became a personal relationship. Another example that we could look at is the demon-possessed mute man. This is in Luke 11. And, you know, the Bible just told us that, you know, he was casting out a demon and it was mute. And when the demon went out, the mute spoke and the multitude marveled, you know, from somebody who could not speak. I can just imagine this man now suddenly being able to speak. I can just imagine that he would just be talking, 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 talking. All the, all the talking not done for a long time, he would start talking, talking, talking. And people saw it, saw him and they were marveled. So one of the things we can learn as well is that when Christ touch, it, it does it at an individual basis. And then when that individual's life is transformed, you know, other people around the person will see the change. It will impact other people. So if our life is one that is not touching those around us, when we should just question whether you know have we really been touched by christ because there is no one that is touched by christ that whose life is not transformed and when our lives is transformed it will impact those around us another one that we can look at as well there, there is the mute and uh, blind and mute uh, man in matthew chapter 12. this also spoke about being demon possessed blind and mute 
and Christ touched him and he could see and he could speak. He could see and he could speak. There is no one that Christ touched whose life was not transformed. Today we're just focusing on those that were demon-possessed. We're, we're still going to be looking at other lives as well. And the, the last one I want to talk about today is the epileptic boy. This is in Luke chapter 9. And he talks about, you know, which, um, when um, Christ and his disciples came down from the mountain, suddenly a man from the multitude cried out, you know, to please, please, you know, um, my son, you know, when the spirit sees him, he cries out, he convulses and he foams at the mouth and, you know, he, he bruises the, the poor boy. And so Jesus rebuked the um, unclean spirit and healed the child. Now, because the, the, the boy was a child, I'm sure his parents would have told him as he grew up, you know, the, the story of Jesus Christ that touched him and I want to believe that you know that boy would have grown up as well you know to have a relationship with Christ because his parents would not have kept quiet about the, 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 the boy so we can see from these examples that everybody touched by Jesus Christ are never the same you know, when I had my own encounter with Christ, as I said, as I've shared before, you know, uh, my life was never the same. I, I was not demon-possessed, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I felt the void in me and I wanted, you know, I, I saw the Lord and my life has been transformed through that. And I want to believe that, you know, I'm also touching life as an extension because the bible says that i am the light of the world and i'm the soul and i'm bringing you know the kingdom and even this program is one of the way i'm hoping that i'm touching lives as well so are you a believer how what was your first encounter with christ can you still remember it you know how and how is your relationship with christ today you know, it's good for us to go back to remember our first encounter with Christ and all he has done for us even up to today. You know, because at the end of the day, the Bible tells us that, you know, it is appointed for man to die once and thereafter judgment. It's only, you know, you, myself, as an individual, will face God on judgment day. So how is your relationship with Christ? You know, uh, Prophet Samuel said that only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. Maybe, you know, your encounter was not as, you know, these people that were demon possessed. But I want to believe that your encounter was some a transformative event. Um, in your life and it might be like mine that you know the day I you know stepped out to accept Jesus Christ was not my encounter with Christ it was the day I you know I had that convic conviction and I said you know here Lord use me that was when I believed that Christ and I we totally you know met each other and I thank God for that. 
maybe you don't even have a relationship with Christ. You are yet to have a relationship with Christ. It's not too late. It's not too late. To, because you are still alive, tomorrow might be too late. You know, my friend that died yesterday, she was in her 50s. You know, and we thank God for that. Many people don't even make 50. But you and I were still alive today. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, he's inviting you into one right now. And he's saying, you know, his invitation in Matthew 11 says, Come to me, all you will live on every uh, day, and I will give you rest. Those examples that we've looked at, you know, being demon-possessed was not, you know, a thing of joy, a thing of, you know, that we want, even for our enemies, but they had an encounter with Christ. And Jesus Christ is saying that, take my yoke, learn from him, and it will give us rest. You know, so I don't know whatever it is, wherever you are, right now but jesus christ is the only one that you can have an, an encounter with and your life will never be the same you can have an encounter with me and you you know basically forget what i look like but you have an encounter with christ he will turn your life around it will be glorious and it's simple to do just you know confess you know ask christ to come into your heart right now confess that you are a sinner and ask God for forgiveness and then look for a Bible teaching, Bible believing fellowship or church near you and become part of the family of Christ thank you for joining me today on Practical Christianity which is a program I use to reflect and share and learn as well as I continue to live out my faith you can check out my YouTube channel a podcast on Anchor is really simple. Hashtag Practical Christianity or Adiola Akitu. See you next week. By the grace of God, take care.